What's happening, weirdos? This is We Made It Weird number 81. These are the Friday episodes. It's coming out on Saturday this week. Uh, just because I was traveling. <laughs> there's my, there's a cough for you. Sorry. Right, right, right up top. Something weird. Uh, this, these are the episodes that come out usually on Friday. It's just me and Val talking. Val is here. She's not here for the intro. Just a couple of things to plug. How We Roll is out. My new show on CBS Thursday nights at 9.30 after G-G-G-Ghosts. Uh, it's also on Paramount Plus, which is how we watched it yesterday. Uh, two episodes are out. Means a lot, a lot, a lot if you guys can support and watch them as they come out because I love making it and I can't wait to do more and I love the show. So uh, that's it. Um, also some stand-up dates. April 22nd is my next Largo date. As I mentioned, the last one was David Spade. It was Maggie May. It was uh, John Mulaney. Incredible shows. Kyle Dunnigan, uh, James Adomian. Just amazing, amazing shows. They're always great. I do a nice long set as well. So on the 22nd, April 22nd is the next one. If you're going to be in the L.A. area, go to Largo-LA.com. And then the next day, April 23rd, I will be in Austin, Texas, one night only as part of the Moon Tower Comedy Fest. Hope you can make it to that as well. If you like this show and you want to show your support, which always means so, so, so much, try a Pete's Pick. As you know, we only do ads for things that we actually use and actually love, like my ritual multivitamin. Val and I just got back this morning from going out of town, and there's one supplement that I take with me when we go, uh, when we travel, and it's my ritual multivitamin. Everything in one place, not just everything in one place, a minty, wonderful place where you know there are no shady extras, you know where everything is coming from, and I take it in the morning, it's minty, it's good, it doesn't upset my stomach, and I'm ready to face my day. And when it comes to everything, including multivitamins, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. What you won't find is sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. Plus, as I mentioned, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule make taking the vitamin easy. I don't know if you've ever taken a multivitamin on an empty stomach. Usually they break down right away and that can make you nauseous or nauseated. I don't know if you guys are English majors, you're supposed to say nauseated. But Ritual waits. It's a delayed release, so it breaks down in your lower intestine where they can actually be absorbed. This is the only multivitamin that doesn't turn my pee neon green. You know that horrible feeling that you're just like, I think I just peed out everything I took. Ritual's delayed release doesn't upset your stomach, and it helps that stuff, all that good stuff, get into your body where you can actually use and utilize it. I've been taking it for about a year now, maybe even over a year, and I, I swear by it. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms you can use, like D3, super important for your immune system, B12, which is hard to get for me as a, as a vegan who doesn't eat meat, uh, hard to get B12, wonderful for energy, wonderful for uh, a feeling of well-being. B12, bam, right in there. And you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they're coming from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Now available for women, men, and teens. Their multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support the different life stages. And they're delivered every month 
with free shipping, always in very minimal packaging, which I always appreciate. Val is currently taking their prenatal. I'm taking the men's formula. Something for everybody. I love that very much. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. I've had to snooze a few times, and it couldn't have been easier. I love their website. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So, come on, get into it. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash weird to start your ritual today. Our show is also brought to us by our friends at Living Libations. One of my favorite companies and product lines in the world is Living Libations, who make a natural and kick-ass, wonderful, earth-based, <laughs> reality-based, meaning not chemical-based, uh, alternative to all of the skin, hair, teeth, and eye care, baby care. We are in. We are a Living Libations family. When I realized I was being very careful about what I was putting in my body, but not what I was putting on my body, face creams, face washes, shaving creams, baby products, sunscreen, uh, teeth care, all uh, dental care, all of that stuff. Uh, was being made by these corporations that I thought were fancy and good, frankly, because they were expensive, or maybe they had a French name, or maybe I bought them in a kiosk in an outdoor mall. But the truth is, all of these products are, are, are filled with chemicals that were never intended for human consumption, and so many of them are linked to disease and toxicity levels. Of course, what you put on your skin or in your mouth or on your eyes, it's all getting into your bloodstream. So, Enter Living Libations to help us with this problem, especially with Leela. We, we cover her head to toe. She kind of goes to a wild child school where as soon as she gets there, she, she's taking her shirt off. She's taking her pants off. She's running around barefoot. She's having a ball. But that means we have to slather her in, in sunscreen. And, and frankly, we were just, you know, going on Amazon, finding whatever works. And uh, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? So we found a Living Libations alternative. I've done this with so many products, and we found the Love the Sun zinc-based sunblock, which is incredible. Not only does it go on easily, I can feel good about what I'm, what I'm putting on my baby in the morning. Something zinc, something natural that's also going to protect her that lasts all day. And, you know, go through our entire bathroom. This is what we've done. My, my face uh, oil, I, I guess I'd, I'd say cream in the past. Now it's an oil. It's the best skin ever oil that I put on in the morning, two pumps, you get a little, a big bottle of it. It lasts like six months. It's wonderful. As you guys know, Zen Shave is what I used to shave with, the best skin ever. Moisturizer, the exfoliant. This is a great way to support the show. There's probably something you're using that you can replace with a better version at Living Libations. It has a premium, natural, and wonderful product to swap out whatever random chemical nightmare uh, that we got swindled into buying at 7-Eleven. So show your support for your body, for your skin, for your health, and for the show. Go to livinglibations.com and use promo code LOVEWEIRD. That's the code for April. It's capital L, love, capital W, weird, one word is a promo code for 15% off and show your support of the show. Thank you to our friends at Living Libations for sponsoring our program. Ooh, I'm getting old school. Program sponsoring. Last but not least is our friends at Ultimate Ears from Logitech. Ultimate Ears tr fits true wireless custom fit earbuds are the most comfortable best sounding, longest lasting, meaning you don't have to take them out to give your ears a break. 
uh, earbuds I've ever owned in my life. And thank you, Ultimate Ears, for sponsoring the show. With so many devices we have, it's easy to forget the hardware we're born with, like your ear. Same as fingerprints, no two are exactly alike, and that's why earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after a while. I see you out there. People with the earbud in upside down, that's the only way they can get it to stick in. Or if you're like me, when you listen to long-form podcasts like this, about halfway through, you just got to take them out and rub them. It just hurts. That's why Ultimate Ears fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds. I mean, it's right in the name. Custom Fit. You take them out. You get a guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds. They're sort of amorphous when you get them. You put them in your ear. They fit, they fit okay, actually, but then you push a button, the purple LEDs heat up the plastic and form the earbuds to your unique shape. So what you thought fit pretty good now fits pretty perfectly. I always do the sound. It's like this. It's like when you roll up a, like a earplug and put it in your ear and it goes. That's what these earbuds are doing. And guess what? Now you have earbuds that are perfectly contoured to the shape of just your ear. So they go in perfectly and they stay in comfortably using groundbreaking light form technology. With eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge, eight hours, and up to 20 hours with the charging case, Ultimate Ears Fits are perfect for listening to favorite shows like this one all day long. They have industry-leading expertise trusted by pro musicians and hi-fi enthusiasts for over 25 years, engineered to provide a full warm sound with a tight, punchy low end, and you can set custom EQ presets through the app as well. Play, pause, music, answer calls, all with the built-in controls, and use the free app to set custom actions like voice assistant, volume adjustment, and more. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, no worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee, plus you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. So use promo code WEIRD at ue.com fits to get your pair of UE fits. That's ue.com slash fits prom- promo code weird. All right, everybody, enjoy We Made It Weird number 81. Hope to see you in Austin on April 23rd or in LA on April 22nd. Please watch How We Roll Thursdays at 9 30 CBS. In the meantime, enjoy this really wonderful chat uh, we had this morning. Hope you like it. Get into it. I know we always talk about the microphones. <laughs> Hilarious. But it does make me feel very profesh. It's our second episode with these beautiful... Well, now it seems like it was a sponsorship thing, but Blue gave them to us. Yeah, but like... And it's that's nice, and it says Blue right on it, so it makes me think of it. Yeah, and it is... Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, okay. No, they were not given to us by Sure. <laughs> they, were they were given, given to, to us by, by Blue. Blue. Get it right. Do you get how funny that is? No. Sure is a huge oh, microphone company. S H U R E. Sure. Sure. No, yeah. not sure. You know that I This s- unbelievable quality is coming to you from Blue. Do you know our that, friends at Blue? Do you know that I still and I wonder if this happens to our dear listeners. Good morning, dear listeners. <laughs> We're oh doing this God. in the morning, so We are. This is a morning very sesh. I, but, that's a, maybe I'm a little bit calmer. Mm, and maybe I'm a little bit less jazzier. Calm. Yeah, jazzier. Are we in Utah right now? Because I am watching the jazz play. <laughs> <sighs> um, I got that deep voice. Hello. I still have oh. Wordle brain because I Is was that like, Wordle? I was like blue. Oh no, that's four letters. And then you said sure, and I was like, that's four letters. And then you said sure, like the microphone, and I was like, that's five letters. Like yeah, my brain is still. Wh- is it like Scrabble? Will it accept uh, a brand? Could you do Xerox? No, it won't. As you know, because we tried it, 
it won't accept Satan. And if that ain't a brand. Yeah, I don't know if y'all are playing Wordle. I actually recommend. It's, you know, one of the things I like the most about technology. Technology <laughs> is uh, it's an ology reference. <laughs> he says technology. We're here to talk about technology. Oh my I'm like, god! That's it. That's it. There's also that, a great ology moment funny. where he's with a DEA agent, or like a, maybe they're from Dare, but it's funnier if he's from like the Drug Enforcement Agency. Yeah, is that what the DEA stands for? It doesn't sound good. Drug Enforcement Agency, it, it but should, it's it should be like administration or something. Like the last word should be better than agency. Administration is worse than agency. I don't, I'm not saying I fix it. I'm saying it needs help. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, ready. Re- I take it really seriously. <laughs> don't shit on it. Help me build. The agency like like the CIA agency. Central Intelligence Agency is better than drug enforcement. That big second word. Mm. If it was the drug you agency, it would be better. But drug enforcement agency but and i really don't want to talk about this but isn't (laughs) you think this is a snooze fest (laughs) is intelligence not a big word central intelligence wow (laughs) no i i know this sounds like we're just talking about some some not even grade a (laughs) baloney but i'm like why don't a drug enforcement agency central intelligence agency i don't know central intelligence has a better ring to it than drug enforcement yeah. Because enforcement is the kind of word, it's like it's you're running with drug, and in for and then you start to stumble enforcement. Like there's something about it, <laughs> like my moil cut off my enforcement, my enforcement. <laughs> but there's just something about it that just sounds my my moil. I still have them on speed dial. <laughs> Could you take off a little more? It's a bit. It's it's ridiculous down there. Can you take off a little moil? Take off a little moir. <laughs> if you talk to your moil and you say more, if you text him. Say take off M O I R. He'll get it. It's an L O L. Um, what were we saying? Um, who oh, knows? Ollie G's with the DEA agent, and he's like, "How much would this cost?" He points to like some ecstasy or something. He's like, "How much would this cost on the street?" And he's like, um, "Anywhere between thirty and sixty-five dollars." And he goes, oh, "That's way too much. That's way too much." <laughs> my, my boy, Mean Pete, he'll get that to you for like fifteen. <laughs> and, like the guy just lets it slide. It's really good. But he says technology. Technology. Yeah. I love Ollie G. We should rewatch some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you doing this morning? You got back from. Oh, I was going to have a step. Watch this NPR. Ooh. Ooh. I am doing great. And my, my tea, coffee, it's, it's chai. It's mm-hmm. a chai based drink. <laughs> but it's got as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit less, but still. Mm-hmm. Making it this morning, that's when I felt like I was like, not not just home, but like back in the rhythm of it. Sure. I felt home when I came home. Yeah. We, we got home real early yesterday. I was on like literally three hours of sleep for the entire day yesterday. Which you did on the plane, not in it a bed. It was plain sleep. And yeah. people say that's half. So it was like an hour. It was ridiculous. I was in New York. Uh, I When you do uh, a big press day, mm-hmm. right? And it's not even caffeine. Like I, I had some... I traveled with my magic mind because I swear by it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I had one before I did like the talk and then I had half of one before I did Colbert. And it was really, really fun. And then you get back and Judd was there. Judd come, mm-hmm. came. Judd come hang out. <laughs> Judd, Judd come, come hang, hang out. out with me. Judd come <laughs> hang out. Judd come hang 
Judd, come hang out. I want you to come and hang out with me. Judd, come hang out. Judd, come hang out. Judd, come hang out. I want you to come out with me. I'm just like really worried you're not breathing enough when yeah, you do that. that. Part of that for some reason was that <laughs> I went into like rigor mortis and was like, Judd, come hang out. Judd, come. And a lot of noise. I feel like I'm making a lot of like human noise. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to my new record, Human Noise. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a for real, non-ironic, human noise, sincere album title for Moby. <laughs> when you hear the truth, to quote nearly famous, I call it nearly famous. <laughs> the truth just sounds different. Yeah, but then she's wrong. I love that mom. Mm, but anyway, it is a great mom. Judd, come hung out <laughs> <laughs> with you. Judd, come hung out. Sorry, I'm so stuffy, y'all. Long right. COVID. I got that long co. <laughs> and he, it was wonderful. And, 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 and my wonderful uh, publicist. So I, I had a nice little hang mm -hmm. there, uh, Kate, and uh, people from CBS. Uh, wonderful. And, <laughs> uh, this is so silly. Jeff now I feel Goldblum, like. I'm, I'm so happy you could join uh, us. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, uh, um, I was in, uh, in the green room. Yeah, not green. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I touched the fabric of your, of your shirt. Very nice. Oh, so smooth. Um, <laughs> Remember Kyle Dunnigan's bit that we heard him do at Largo? About? About Jeff Goldblum. Were you there? No. He was like, <laughs> if Jeff Goldblum wasn't famous, he would be an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does just a great Jeff Goldblum impression. But it's such a great way to get into a Jeff Goldblum impression yeah. because you are you can you, do any Jeff Goldblum impression after that. And that supports that point. It's also just, it's funnier it's to point funnier. out that like he does have sort of, and I say this with love. Like kooky, he's super kooky. Yeah, he's the guy at the table that if he wasn't wearing like pink framed glasses Very and cool just glasses was the and, guy and from, handsome and handsome yeah. and from Jurassic Park. But like, uh, I, t I Nick Kroll told me no, I did this with him, and Nick Kroll was there. It was at Largo, and we were playing. Was I there for this? <laughs> I'm really. This is 43, baby. Like yeah. I last night, I couldn't remember if we saw Bo Bobby Moynihan and the Muppets at the Hollywood Bowl. We did. We did. Or if I just saw it on Instagram, guys, this is, this is. But we didn't go. <laughs> this is life now. Did I, I don't really that? remember that. I remember seeing it. I think we did see it. Or did we watch like YouTube video of it? Guys, this oh is my the movie. God. And I'm only George... 33. I There's need a... any chance I can to just advertise that. I'm only the year of the Lord. I'm I'm like, I'm just like brand new here. But oh I God. also don't remember if we saw that, and I really think we did, we did see it in real life, but I don't remember going to like a Muppets thing at. I remember seeing Bobby Moynihan at the Hollywood Bowl mm -hmm. from the vantage point of where we like to sit at yep, the Hollywood Bowl. Me too. Okay, so then we I'm going to say we there. were there. We were there. But for this, I know I've, I think I've met Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> To this, this is a Welcome. weird. This is a real moment, though. I, I, it's, no. it's super weird. I'll concede. What is this? 
it's like the hair. It's a super weird moment. I'll concede. It's like then they're gonna start rapping. Yeah. But you need to talk about all the things that we need because Hamilton, we got a plan and a plan is to stand and the man and the man and the apple of the hand and the Okay, you're going to love this. So That's not mocking may... Lin-Manuel. Please come on. I love Hamilton we, now. Of course. I, the but, first time we said it, we've told that story many times. Go but ahead. I just want to say, because I think you'll love this. Um, you may think that's a bad impression of Hamilton, but that's actually exactly what Hamilton sounded like to us when we saw Hamilton. Because we couldn't hear. Because we couldn't hear and we yeah. couldn't. And well, we're first old. of all, everyone was screaming and we're old. And, and we and couldn't make told us, out the words. Ham, somebody told us the theater d- doesn't have great sound. Right. Like that, that show is so syllable specific. You should have yeah. headphones. Yeah. And everyone was screaming. People would be like, Alexander Hamilton, the kind of mess we're in. And then, because everybody did what we should have done, which, which is, is listen, listen to, to the album. No, everyone way there had before. seen it nine times. Yeah. And we I were think like, so. what's this, Harry Hamilton? <laughs> uh, I read, I did the wrong kind of preparation, although I do think it did help me. But I read up on Alexander Hamilton before I saw the play. I took a good long look at a 10. <laughs> He's on the 10. I never have a $10 bill. Do you ever have a $10 uh, bill? Thanks for asking. I was at the airport going to New York this trip. Uh-huh. Went to an ATM. It said, you can choose the bills. One of the bills was a 10. How and cute. I, I, it, it might as well have been a two. <laughs> I know. It was like a two. I and mean, if there were twos, I'd, I'd be, I would not be flush with twos. Because if you have a $2 bill, you're saying, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Uh, right. Yes, uh, $6, uh, three twos. Uh, yeah, there you go. Two, four, uh, six, divisible by Three, yeah, me, you, and your friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's only better because I saw your face go. Your face was saying you don't have it today. Not today in general, but this riff. It's like, why did you do it? And then we found it and we laugh. We laugh with relief. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry my face was communicating that though Apparently Be cooler face (laughs) I learned from Jack Reacher that postmen often have $2 bills I don't know why (laughs) I don't know why That's that's real like when you hear the truth It sounds different Like you can tell that's real That sounds 100% like the truest thing I've ever heard in my life I saw uh, Because Jack Reacher as we've already discussed Is one of those alpha males Which I love to watch Like Sherlock Holmes who's just knows everything. And this is the male fantasy. When I hang out with my dad and your dad, I see glaring examples of men that just more than anything wish they could go, notice you had a couple $2 bills. You don't happen to work for the post office, do you? And the guy just (laughs) lights up and you go like, that's right. I'm not a stranger here. I'm the master of reality. That's so funny. And also that seems like... It's just like one click away from being really funny, that specific fact. Like, it's like, hey, I noticed you have a $2 bill. You're either a grandpa or you work for the post office. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like the formula for a joke. Yeah. Either your Nana just gave you a birthday present or you work for the post office. <laughs> yeah. Like, which is it? And or in my experience, people like the my beloved Mike Kaplan, like quirky dudes. Mm-hmm. He, he seems like the kind of dude that might be like, it's a two because me and you is two. You know, like, yeah. he, like he would like to give you a two for fun. <laughs> also, just let's not breeze past the fact that you just called Mike Kaplan your beloved. I love Mike Kaplan. <laughs> I know. Mike 
Led Kaplan clearly, I, I can't say clearly, but his heart opened at some point. It mm. might have, based on his Twitter background and what I know about Mike, it might have been a psychedelic uh, experience or some mm. other heart opening experience. I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is one of those people that was just like, I'm going to write people love emails. He writes me Aww. like love, e- like Aww. they're not like my darling Peter, but they're like, <laughs> hello, my, uh, like I miss you. I'm thinking about you. This is what I'm watching. This is what I'm reading. This mm. is what I'm listening. What are you watching and listening and reading? And you're just like, oh, like you're doing the work. Yeah. Like, And I really saw a change having known Mike for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he'll text on birthdays. He'll text congratulations like this is somebody like weird al i can't believe we haven't talked have we not talked about weird no. al no like weird oh, al oh my god weird guys we're, we're talking weird al guys we're talking weird al right, weird, right after this word from casper mattress uh no uh weird <laughs> <Sounds> al <good. laughs> <laughs> and then it's jeff goldblum doing uh, the commercial uh, uh, well if you want to sleep on a cloud of course you wouldn't in a cumulonimbus you'll get quite wet uh, <laughs> I really wanted you to bring it back to a three-way. Yeah, I thought it. I, I, I didn't think it. Oh, fuck. What I meant was I should have thought it. Sidebar, because we're not going to forget about Weird Al. Mm-mm. I'm on the plane. Okay? I'm on the plane. Did you hear that swallow? It was great. Okay. It was very NPR. Yeah. I'm, we're deplaning. Always use deplaning if you can. Oh. <laughs> when do you get to use that word? We're about to deplane. <laughs> I prefer unplane, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch this happen. Um, it's one of those things where we're we're exiting in the middle of the plane, mm-hmm. uh, not to bring, but I'm at the front of the plane. And but I'm gonna. I don't want to. But I'm I'm at the front of the plane, and so I have to walk back towards the middle of the plane. Yes. And now there's the people. I'm so simple. Things that make me laugh. little toots. Yeah. Yeah. But just that sound Honky and then the idea of down yeah, it's Louisiana with the biscuits it's, and gravy and the. It's also. <laughs> it's also. I know I've said this a million to you, but I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. But it's one of my favorite things ever that Robin Williams on his um, inside the actor studio. You know, James oh, Lipton goes, what is, what's your favorite sound? And like, I, I used to watch that a lot. And there were like a lot of regular answers. And yeah. it was often like Applause. the sound. This, yeah. Or like the sound of my children laughing yeah. or whatever. And he was like, what's your favorite sound? And Robin Williams went. <laughs> <laughs> See? Uh. Honesty. It's fantastic. When I was at Largo, I was like, it's such a shame that we can't laugh at fart jokes. It like came up. Yeah. And I don't know how I can ever do my fart jokes unless they, it comes up like naturally, just yeah. like a fart. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> I, I I remember I was very manic. I was leaving work and I, and I wrote all of this down with Siri. I dictated it to myself. Mm-hmm. And it went like this. I was like, I love having a job. This is when shooting How We Roll, Thursday, it's 9.30 p.m. Please watch CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a regular place to go. Mm-hmm. And you hold in your farts all day. And one of the best things about that is then you get in your car at the end of the day and you, and you let them rip. I call that deflating, but okay. Yes. <laughs> Farting in your car. It's also featured in the movie Ted. 
Joel yeah. McHale goes on a date and they follow him to his car and he gets in the car and just rips. Yeah. And you know, they really go out of their way to like use a real sound. Like it's like real. Yeah. And a, and a car seat. Car seat fart sounds different from other farts. Oh, totally. And that's what you do after a date. That's yeah. what you do. Like you're holding them in. It's also a great Jenny Slate bit. She talks about like closing the, like, okay, bye-bye now and closing the door and then just like. <laughs> I don't remember that. On stage, right? No, no, no. Oh. It's one of her like old bits that just like you saw it live. Yeah, okay. I think I saw it live, or she might have done it on um, Obvious Child. Okay, that I don't know. Why I said okay because I'm trying to remember. Yeah. We have Weird Al. We have your deplaning. Deplaning, yeah, and then we had one other thing. I think anyway, we're deplaning, and there was this guy uh, at the front of the uh, of of the of his section. He's the first to leave, and there was a, a large man. It's important. His size was large. Small plane, large man. He's trying to get around the guy that's in front. And you know how it is when people are getting out of their seats. They grab their bag. You want to grab your bag. Yeah. You want to get off that plane. Yeah. I, I'm always like, you know, if this plane was really rocky and turbulent and then landed, would all be clapping, mm-hmm. would all be hugging each other, mm-hmm. would be crying, would be so grateful. But unfortunately, when things are working, mm-hmm. human beings are just you know, pun intended, on autopilot. Like, we just don't care. We're now in Los Angeles. We need to get off the plane, and then we need to get in a car, and then we need to get to our home, and we need to take a shit and take a shower and all that stuff. So we're not there. We're not reveling in the miracle at all that you absolutely... Look, you could die on the drive to the airport, but a, a play, worse, you know what I mean? And yeah. we made it. Yeah. We made it. Yeah. You should be jumping for joy. <laughs> Instead, you're like, can you move? So this big guy is behind the first guy. And I didn't really see it, but it looked like he touched him on his shoulder mm. and said, excuse me. And the guy in the front went, don't push me. Don't push me. <gasps> oh, no. He didn't. You know what? I'm doing what the point of my story is, is I'm making it better. He really went, don't push me. Like kind of quiet. Yeah. He went, don't push me. He went, I'm not pushing you. I'm saying, excuse me. Like he's trying to get around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sort of understand if your bag is in an overhead compartment and it's, and it's not by your seat, you want to get around people. So, like I had just done the same thing, mm. but there was more, unfortunately, like, sorry, but there was more room. Yeah. It's one of the, the front of, front of, more room. So there's plenty of room for everybody to get out and get their bag. When, when there's three to uh, each side of the row, harder, more bumping into each other. Yeah. So he touches this guy and goes. So was the don't me. touch me guy the big guy or no, the, the toucher? He's a smaller guy. The big guy. Okay, got it. And you know it's not important, but he seemed like a very, like a steady Eddie. Like he didn't seem like a loose cannon. Yeah. Like he didn't have like a denim jacket with no sleeves, and you know he was just like yeah. regular guy, reasonable looking guy. Yeah. Wasn't in the mood to be touched. I can I can appreciate that. Sure. I can appreciate both sides of it. Yeah. Also, it's COVID. And you're on an airplane. Sure. You know, jumping to don't push me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Leela says that to me sometimes. Sometimes I'll move Leela. Yeah. And she goes, don't push me. And I have to be like, no, baby, I, oh, shit. I wasn't pushing you. Dad, I just need it. And you're like, you're like, you get it. You're kind of right. Yeah. You're kind of right. I sort of. Just the fact that I am big enough to manipulate your body. And I do think size has something to do with it. I also think shame has something to do with it. This guy's big. He's mm-hmm. big. He's mm-hmm. wide and he's big. And, and he needs to get around him. And you, let's not shine a light on this. Like, I can't like shimmy by you mm. like i'm on a cliff's edge you know what i mean like i can't yeah. do that so i need to touch you but all of this becomes a thing very quickly i think because we know we're about to deplane so you might as well have your little your little tough guy show yeah for both of them yeah so he's like he's like i didn't push you i was just saying excuse me he's like don't push me no the other guy's just being very 
I don't know what kind of flight he had, but he just kept saying, don't push me. Wow. And the guy, and I also don't know how tough this guy touched him. But anyway, uh, the the other guy, I should mention, we're coming in from New York. This has a very New York flavor to me. The guy goes, you got to make a point of it, huh? You got to make a point of it. (gasps) And I'm, and I'm sort of like, you know, look, I really do side with everybody, but I'm like, I do get it. He's like, you had to make make a a thing thing out of it. Yeah. Like, I understand, but why are you putting on a show? And you are putting on, it was kind of a show for everybody. Yeah. And he does let him around him. And he's like, you had to make a show of it. You had to make a show. He's like, I just, just, I'm just saying, don't push me. I'm just saying, don't push me. Right. This is all this really said. Uh. Then the door opens, thankfully. It wasn't really that tense. But then uh, the guy, the don't push me guy, gestures for the bigger guy to go ahead of him, which I, which I think is really funny that it's one of the things Leela will have to learn is there's mm. times when nice things are really how people say, fuck you. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That you is go like, weird. You go first. Cause now yeah. I'm showing that I'm cooler. I'm not sh- shaken by this. If mm. I go first, you kind of look like he, the big guy now has a chance to go like, what's his problem? But he's like, no, you go first. Wow. I'm going to be with the crowd and I'm going to make the face while you leave. You know what yeah. I mean? It's pretty uh-huh. calculated. There also is an element that's just like, oh, clearly you're just going to do whatever you want. So go ahead. Like, t- you yeah, know, that's like, right. You know. Well, we all know how you are. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? And he <laughs> yeah. expects everyone to clap. This is what makes it a story. That's all fine. I just told you about a small altercation. Yeah. Here's what makes it a story. I leave, I go to the bathroom, meaning the timing was randomized. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. just leaving. Mm-hmm. Went to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Get to the escalator. Who am I next to? Don't push me. Oh what is God. Don't Push Me doing? He's on the phone. What is Don't Push Me talking about on the phone? He's telling the story. Oh. Guess what Don't Push Me is saying? He's like, I said, don't, you put, don't put your hands on me. That'll be the biggest mistake you ever make. No. That's what he said. No. Clearly talking, to, uh, forgive me, but he might have been talking to a romantic partner of any gender, but like it seemed like he was talking to a woman that he was just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I said, get your hand off me. And he was a big guy. He didn't oh. say big, like, wide. Big sounds like a big, tough guy. He, so, he said he, he said was a big guy? He was a big guy. guy. Biggest guy on the plane. Oh, like, so my he's, like, God. Saying, so in my mind, if I hadn't seen it, I'm like, okay, big is true. Yep. But it was sort of uh, a different, it was a Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos big, like a big guy. Right, right. Like it's like a guy. you could outrun him guy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. You called him a hoagie guy. Hoagie guy. <laughs> outrun, I think, is, is sort of a fact. This is not a swift man. Yeah. And, but he just said big. Oh Maybe he's swift. God. He could have been swift. We don't know. But And then he changed what he said. He added... I and I I wanted him to recognize me as one of the witnesses because I'm I'm yeah. it's two escalators we're on separate escalators but we're right next to each other and oh I was just God, I loving love. it he was like that's the biggest mistake you ever ever make you picked the wrong guy you oh don't want to be doing God, that right now I love you don't want to be doing that right now don't touch me that's what I, and I was it was I wish I had more but he embellished every detail and I was like this is what it is yeah. it's not I used to think like. For HBO's crashes that I would embellish things to make the story better. Mm. Why did it feel so natural? It's because that's what everyone's that's doing. That's what we're always doing. And that's why I get really, first of all, I love that so much. And uh, truly the main feeling that I have, and maybe it's just being in a good mood or whatever, uh, is like I just 
I just love human beings so much. Like yeah, I want to, I yeah. want to kiss them all on the forehead. I, you would want to kiss like, this guy too. It's and, just like so adorable. Our little ways that we like have to like puff ourselves up yep. and the ways that, and when we get caught doing it, there's something about that. It's like, it's like a child, it's childlike. There's something childlike about that. Yes. Yes. Also, I know that this is something that we do so often and we all kind of do it, but I also feel like I have friends who do it more and I'm always asking, and you don't do this, but I just, you just said, told a story about someone that you had a hard phone conversation with and the thing that you said to them. Yes. And I, I don't know if you remember, but my question is always, did you say that? Like, yeah. I want to know. Did you say that? What did you Wait, say? You exactly? said that to me? Yeah. What story? You're the conversation with, oh, with my mom. Yeah. With your mom. And I was so happy to say I did yes, say that. That's exactly. And what I'm happy said. to talk about that. Okay. I just didn't want to tell your information. It's heavy, uh, but it was sort of. I think it is important to share because you did such an excellent, excellent job processing it. Well, thank you, mama. And it's a great example of how we can, we're all dealing with stuff like that with our family. I, I want to say the spirit that I'm, I'll share this, uh, is, is like to share progress and some of these techniques that can help us whenever we're feeling sort of emotionally pinched yeah. and really pressed. I also want to say it in the spirit that I really love my mom. I'm not just saying that I really understand. I think I've given effort to understanding her side of it. Well, and yeah, that's so part of the process. That's, that's it. Absolutely, that's it. But I just want to say, before I even get into it, something in your coffee? I just feel like there's, it's like got a salty rim. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it in uh, Tijuana or? <laughs> I know. What's happening? I, I, yeah. Did you I order mean... that at a Chili's by any chance? <laughs> I really feel like the I did. Thin chips. Ooh, oh, those the thin, thin chips, chips of, chilies. of chilies. You can see through them. I want sunglasses that are made of the really thin, oily chips of chilies. Yeah, forget the baby back ribs. And forget rose colored glasses. I want to see through tortilla. <laughs> Very thin, wet tortilla. That's how I'd like to see the world. Um, so, this is a cliche, it's a trope. I have my suit. I bought a new suit to go on Colbert. Annie Woods, our friend, uh, got it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a stylist. Um, so I'm wearing my suit. I think that's important. Uh, with sneakers that I had never worn. Very mm-hmm. nice new sneakers. The reason why this story is because this is a victory story. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's supposed to be, it's a situation that everyone, not everyone, but certainly I was aspiring to. Mm-hmm. I want to be in my suit. Mm-hmm. I want to I do Colbert. Mm-hmm. The same night, the second episode of How We Roll is airing. I'm not thinking about this, but this is what's going on. Judd, Judd Apatow is in the green room. We're hanging out after the show. We get in our car. We drive to Brooklyn to go to Mikey's house. We order food. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Jenny is there. Their daughter is there. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. We're telling stories. It, it feels like exactly what we've been missing. And <clears throat> I'll say this. Uh, Judd is incredibly good at commemorating things, no. better than anyone else. He really is. He's that's really a great. That's a great compliment and like a very astute observation about he's him. He's really good at it. He's really good at saying, Pete just did Colbert and Pete's show premiered, and it was Pete's birthday. We're celebrating. Yeah. This is like so. 
that's all a, a, a pizza and a pizza party is just someone calls it a party mm-hmm. but you need that friend yeah and it's jed that goes like we're celebrating he also takes a lot of pictures which is i think adorable Agreed. like he wants to remember this is that moment yes absolutely Very. and i took pictures of this moment because i wanted it for my little four minute gratitude journal and I, that's what i did this morning and it made me remember it again yeah so what i'm saying is there's there's some there's some like we did it. Mm-hmm. It's like something you'd write a, a Kanye West song about. It's like going to Colbert in the new suit and hanging mm. out with friends and, and the show is premiering and, and the numbers were good. And it's like celebration yeah. with your friends. Then my mom calls. Mm-hmm. This is a cliche. <laughs> and she's calling and beautifully as she does on Thursday nights to tell me that she loved the show. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively, she's, she'll tell me that she laughed, but then she just sort of talks about how everyone looked, like yeah. the hat I was wearing. And and when she called later about Colbert, she just talks about the suit and how I looked and stuff, which again, and my hair. She talked about my hair for a long time. <laughs> yeah, she might not be able to hear what you're saying. It could very well be. And mom, I love you. And We love you. She So anyway, I answered, and I even think the answering is sort of... Pete, me, has a meter. Mm -hmm. And when it's full, that's when I feel like I should see friends. Mm -hmm. Because I have something to give. I have energy. I have stories. It's not not how you look. You hang Mm -hmm. out with your friends. You don't consult a meter, per se. Mm -mm. But I do. Mm -hmm. I go, like, do I, can I hand, can I handle a phone call right now? I go, well, my meter is busting. I've had so much attention. I've had so much fun. I've been talking all day. feel nice and lubed up you know Mm -hmm. so i answer and i I sort of immediately realized like maybe it would have been better to hear this as a voicemail yeah you know yeah because and and god lover that's the last time i'm gonna with the pop-ups of how much i love my mom that's the last one i i answer and she's like it was such a great show i loved it so much i'm so proud of you all the right things Mm -hmm. i'm like thank you mama that's so great thank you for watching and then she goes are you in new york you did colbert are you in new york and i'm like and I, I'm like, that's weird. She knows I'm in New York mm-hmm. and they're in Boston. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, I'm in Boston. Uh, I'm in New York. And then she goes, and are you going to come see me? And like you and I laughed about this later. I'm like, yeah, mom. <laughs> yes, I am yeah, going to come I, see you. I didn't let you know. I just didn't want to give you. I know looking forward to the trip is maybe your favorite part of the trip. But yes, I am. <laughs> so what I'm saying is like. Not to be too Oedipal, but it felt like a couple. I've never, I, I've been in a relationship like this, but it felt sort of like picking a fight. Yeah. And I don't mean romantic, but it had the same flavor mm-hmm. as that type of relationships where it's like you, I come home, you're in the kitchen and, or, or whatever in the living room and you want to fight. Yeah. So you say, are you coming to see me? Even though you know, I'm not coming to see you. Right. It's a trap. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. And I go, Oh no, mama. I, because we had already talked about it. Yeah. I go, no mama. Uh, as you know, I have to go back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm working. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't a vacation. I, I flew into New York for one day mm-hmm. and I'm going to fly back because I have things as I did. I had meetings and now I'm saying it to you guys. <laughs> I had meetings. Yeah. I also, you know, there's also another truth, which is like, I don't want to be away from my family. Yeah. And from everything for two, three more days right now. We, we didn't, we saw you not that long ago. Like what is going on here? Yeah. Like you joke, we see my family that lives in Boston more often then we saw your family when they lived in California. So we see my family. Yeah. I'm still guilty. <laughs> anyway, so she, I, I go, you no, know, mama, you know, I, I'm, I'm working and, and I fly out uh, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And then she's quiet 
mm-hmm. for like th- 15 seconds. Brutal. Just dead silent. Brutal. And I, and then I'm like, I jumped right to, I'm like, I, I was like, are, are you okay? She's like, I just, I just, I just wish you were coming to see me. You're so close. And of course I'm like, it takes six hours to get to Boston. Yeah. I'm Even if you fly, close. it's, it's, you know, you get to the airport and all that. It's about four hours, four hours flying, six hours. Amateur. Same, same as going to LA. Yeah. <laughs> Basically six. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, we talked about this, mom. I said, when I get home, I'm going to look at my calendar and we'll figure out a time for you to come visit us in LA mm-hmm. so you can see the baby. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I don't remember that. I'm just like, and this is my life with my family, by the way, my mom and my dad. I used to have them sign contracts when I was a kid. I'd get them to say something. If they said, you can go to that, or you can have a phone in your room, I would write it up, 11 years old, 12 years old, I'd write it up as a contract with a line for them to sign. Oh my God. And they would sign it and would date it and I'd put the time. That wow. is, I, we've never talked about that, wow. but that is sort of how I felt as a kid was I was dealing with, like myself, like a lot of us, like a lot of emotions and a lot of swirling feelings that are mm-hmm. dictating like what's happening. And like, mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't mean yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not a real yes. Maybe that's a what we say. It's a love transfer. They're happy. They're eating a pizza. Yeah, you can do that. And it's like, but it goes away. Yeah, it clearly you've enough things happened where you felt like you needed to have it in writing. Where you'd think I would have become a lawyer. Like I, I loved the signature and it wasn't just to get things. It was also to just like do things and like to be allowed to see my friend or whatever it might be. Like Mm. I, I wanted documents Yeah, and I had to present the document and I don't even know if it worked. Maybe sometimes I think it did work Mm -hmm. because in that moment I was like, I want to send you what kind of, what is this? I want to send you a screen grab because that was a text conversation yeah. where I said, I'd love to see you. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. All these nice things. Yeah. Let's find a time when I get back from New York because I know you want to see me while I'm in New York, but I can't do it. But let's find a time. Yeah. So I want to send a screen grab, but I'm like, it's not the point. No. You you can't go like exhibit A and right. then they go, your honor, I was wrong. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I've been waiting for. We've already talked about this. This is why I wrote my book. Mm-hmm. A huge reason I wrote the book was to put it in writing, mm-hmm. to have a document. Wow. This is me. This is how I feel. You have to read it. Yeah. Like it was a real wounded child thing to be like, <gasps> stop projecting onto me what I was when I was six or what yeah. I was when I was 10. Yeah. And look at me now. I'm, I'm going to write about my you, divorce. I'm telling you that I lost right. my faith. I'm telling you that I used to drink a lot. I'm telling you this, this, whatever yeah. it might have been. Yeah. That didn't work either, by the way. I know, which is so baffling because can you imagine if Leela ever writes a book? I can't, I think I will stay up until I've, I've the finished night it reading comes it. Out. Like I, there's not a person on this planet that I want to know more about, yeah. uh, but it's, it's just, it's not that they don't love you as I know, you know, I think it's when you don't, when you have a lot of your own pain, you don't have well, space for other people. That's pain. where we're going. Yeah. That's where we're going. And it was Judd and it was Mikey and it was Jen that helped me through this was I realized it wasn't about a screen grab and I realized she she was in pain but I I didn't like I wasn't like whatever what I said was because you got to remember I'm flying sky high when this phone call comes out Mm -hmm. I'm in the suit 
Mm-hmm. I'm with my friends. I step aside. I'm taking this call. And suddenly, I felt a pain mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. My, my beautiful Valerie has taught me to mm-hmm. look in my body and go, oh, my God, the poets mm-hmm. and the playwrights were right. It's you feel it. Heart. It felt like a twist, mm-hmm. like a cork, like a wine cork sized twist mm-hmm. right in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ouch. Yeah. And I just go. Mom, you you called just to make me sad and guilty, mm, and that's that what was, you said. Did you say that? I did, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, and that's what you did. But I that's how I that you said. That. I thought it was gentle. I was. It like, is gentle. That's what's is that profound why you called? about it? Because you said you asked a question, you knew the answer to. Mm-hmm. You got quiet. Mm-hmm. You were t- you were signaling. You were saying, I-, "I want to tell you how sad I am." Yeah, and that makes me sad, and that makes me guilty. Hmm. Hmm. And. I, and I don't think she was thought I would be like, you know what? Maybe she did. Maybe she did think I would be like, you know what? You're right. You know, I'll change my plans. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is what she thought. I haven't considered that until now. Because Pete in his 20s would have succumbed, uh, what I would say, negotiate with terrorists. I would have been like, this is too painful. I will come. Yes, maybe. Uh, my guess, and this is jumping the gun a little bit because I'm, I'm guessing you're planning on talking about this, is that. It is what Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body, which we've talked about before. But it's which is the collection of memories and, and feelings and, and wounds yeah. in, that's stored in our body that is almost like a second you. It creates like it has its own um, it, its own ambition, basically, like its own intention, yes. which is to find a frequency that resonates with it, meaning it wants to poke at you until your pain body is awake. That's right. It wants to wake up other people's pain bodies and it possesses you. It possesses and you. He, yeah. And he and Richard has said like, it's sort of what we mean by possessed by demons. That's what mm-hmm. we would have said in the Bible times. Yeah. But now we would, you might say like, no, it's not like another spirit entering you. It's your spirit. It's somebody triggering you so hard. Yeah. And that you don't even understand. You basically like become another entity. And that's, we all can relate to, sure. you know, it, whether it's anger and you're saying things that you don't mean and you can even kind of watch yourself doing it, but you can't really stop it. Or for me, yeah. it's most often fear where I'm like spiraling out and questioning everything and I'm kind of watching myself do it, but I can't stop it. Like that feeling of you're right, a little bit outside of it, watching it happen. Just a but, little bit. But, but you, you can't, can't stop. stop. That's you're, me when I go like, no one understands how hard it is to yeah. keep this all together. Yeah. No, you're alone and they don't fucking get it. Uh-huh. And when I was watching We Crash, which I really like, and his um, partner is going off and like planning a school while he's finding out that he's losing everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was my, I feel like my father could relate to that. I can relate to that feeling that when you're up in mania, you're like, yeah, start a school. And then when you get bad news and it breaks, you start, your to mania, resent. You start resenting the people who believed what you said while you were manic. Yes. Uh-huh. And you start blaming. I, I had a girlfriend, a, a, a great relationship that was that we realized after the fact that we broke up because she believed everything I told her when I was manic. Wow. When I was like, we can, we'll do anything. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And then my spirit would be broken and then they'd come to collect on something I had said. And I'm yeah. like, what? Why are you milking me dry? I wouldn't say that. Yeah. But I would say, I don't think this is working. And it's because I, I was in my pain body, most likely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so. 
when your mom, I don't, I would guess that she's not expecting you to say, you're right, I'm going to come and visit. I think what it is, is her pain body is trying to ignite your pain body. Right. And, and this might be part of the pain body thing, but you know, like, I feel like it's a very relatable feeling that when you are in pain and you're talking to the person who you think is causing that pain or could fix it both usually you cannot bear to not tell them that you're in pain yeah. it's like a breakup that's like what one of the hardest things about a breakup is is you want to just keep writing texting that person being like i am suffering right now yeah. like i yeah. am really that's why going everyone's like it. don't call them don't call them don't text them like someone yeah. needs to incubate you and say, tell me, and, you tell me. And that was always just kind of the feeling of like, when I was wounded by somebody, I couldn't, it's like, it feels like so unbearable to allow them to go about their life without knowing that they, that I am hurting because of them. Yeah. So it's like, she, she knows you're not going to change anything, but she can't even let, it go for one conversation because in that moment she's hearing your voice. She's knowing you're close. She wants you to come. She also, I think, and I'm not just saying this to be a special boy. She just watched me on TV. Mm. And I think that that must be hard. If, mm. if my mom wants to hang out all the time and then there I am in her living room, mm -hmm. HD's pretty convincing, yeah. you know, and, and there you are. Yeah. And it makes you go like, ah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it must've made it, worse yeah the missing yeah I think it probably did and there's an indicator in the conversation which I hope you don't mind if I jump to but you said this and I was like that's so fascinating she says after that after you say the the guilt or did you just call to make me feel guilty at one point I don't know if it was right after that but she goes this is going so poorly well, this is, yeah, I was going to talk about this. Go ahead. And, and I think that that's such a key moment because clearly a part of her was not possessed by her pain this body. And that's that's showing like her truest self. That's right. Being like, I, I didn't want to say these things, but I like couldn't stop them. That's a, She even said, I didn't intend for this to go this way. Yeah. Like, which was also heartbreaking it and, is. I, and I recognized myself in that yeah and this was uh, I really want to give my mom respect for that which mm -hmm. was I I was I I'm not saying oh, I guess I can't know but I think I was having the inclination as well to say let's start over because mm -hmm. we've done that before yeah I feel like people with families know sometimes you just have to go let's start over but she did it she said this is going so poorly I didn't intend for this to go this way. And then I said, let's just start over. But I don't, I don't want to minimize that because I don't think that is a common thing to say in let's a family. Let's start over? No. And I was like in awe when you told me that you said that because that's such a good move. It's so gracious to her and so compassionate and loving. And it's also really loving and gracious to yourself like you're like can we just let's have the phone call we wish we had had yeah but here... and you never get to do that in real time most people are not clear you call back. enough you call to back. do that yeah you're exactly right and she was clear enough we mm. both stayed here enough my yeah. pain body was getting activated of the voice course. of course you could say even though the thing that you liked that i said was the, my pain body starting to come out? Mm. But it was different. Mm -hmm. It was almost using the pain body to 
end it or using my pain to end it and just be yeah. like, I'm not going to pretend that you're not making me feel sad and guilty right now. Let's yeah. just say it. You called to make me feel sad and guilty. And what my, my inner pain body, my baby, mm-hmm. my inner crying baby wanted to be mm-hmm. like, this is my big night. Yeah. Like I just did some like doing Colbert is so fun. And it's a, it, you feel like you just want to nail it. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. When you're, when you're really obs- like, let's do it and then the relief afterwards and now you're celebrating with your friends and then this and you're like ah and and your heart becomes a cork and it twists and you're like this is going so bad you called me to feel this way and then she goes i didn't see go this way I go, let's start over and the rest of the call was nice yeah it was nice but the thing i want to say about starting over is it doesn't fix it no it does save it sure. like we were able to be like you were so It didn't nice get worse from there. It absolutely didn't get worse. It got a lot better. Yeah. But the cork feeling was still there. Sure. And I was, you know, thank you for watching. I, and I was like, I, I, I really do like that you call me on Thursday nights after you watch it. Mm. So nice. And uh, and I love you and I miss you. And, and we got off. But the cork feeling was still there. Yeah. And then me and Judd and Mike and Jen was putting Una down. But like we had this wonderful and this is this is like the point of life mm. as we've said so many times I, I i i can't quote anything they said that's their business but it ended up opening up this conversation mm. between three friends mm-hmm. what were we talking about before who knows mm-hmm. but after that call all all three of us and eventually all four of us were talking about uh, family mm-hmm. and and pain mm-hmm. and love and mm-hmm. forgiveness mm-hmm. and and how one of the lines we were like isn't it funny that like these tr- little traumas or these little whatever I, when I was growing up mm-hmm. it paid for the pizza tonight like mm-hmm. that was part of it like isn't that weird we were like we're this is why we create I, yeah. like I wasn't planning on talking about it on the podcast but look at how rich it is it's like mm-hmm. this is what we. I'm not saying we crave it consciously, but it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what we work in feelings Mm -hmm. and thinking and processing and sharing, Mm -hmm. not keeping it to ourselves, sharing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it becomes stand up and stand up becomes your job. And and then you buy pizza with that job. What a strange thing. And I will quote Judd because he was quoting his therapist. Uh, I wish I could remember his therapist, but I think he wrote a book called complete or infinite orgasm. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't know. But he said um, in, in one of his books about, and he was talking about family dynamics, he was like, your parent is acting mm. exactly as anyone would act mm-hmm. if they had the parent they had mm-hmm. and that parent had the parent they had mm-hmm. and no one was getting what they needed, mm-hmm. exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt the cork untwist as he said that. That's all he said. Yeah. He said, my therapist has this line, your mom is acting exactly how your mom would act if she had her mom and her mom had her mom yeah. and people weren't getting the love. Everybody was getting love, I hope, but not yeah. exactly what the they, so there were these yeah. gaps or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, just like that, it felt like doing Byron Katie's The Work because I was like, wait, she misses me and she called and she couldn't, like you were saying, she couldn't help, mm-hmm. but... She couldn't hide her pain. Yeah. And that did make me sad. And you know what? The rest of the night, I was sad. Yeah. I, it didn't make the sadness go away. I right. kept thinking, my mom is 
sad. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. Mm-hmm. It didn't go away, but I was able after Judd untwisted, I was able to, you know, do what we talk about on this podcast where I was like, yes, thank you mm-hmm. to the sadness. Mm-hmm. I looked at it un- unobjectively, meaning like, let's not even call this sadness mm-hmm. or anger. Mm-hmm. We talked about how anger was the cheapest and most readily accessible emotion. Mm. It's that like, fuck you, man. This is my big day. How the fuck can you do this to me? Like, yeah. that's just, that's the ice on top of the pond. Yes. But underneath is like, my mom mm-hmm. is sad. Yeah. I'm sad. Yeah. That you can be sad. Like, I thought this was my night and now I'm thinking this sad, you know, whatever. Yeah. And by the way, events in the world can have the same thing. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. I forgot for mm-hmm. a second. But guess what? People were sad and yeah. people are sad. And and that is sad. And I, I said, come on in yeah. to the feeling. Come on in and get as big as you want. And it relieved the resistance and it didn't have as much electricity. And it became sort of like a heavy blanket that I wore the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, and that that all of that was to say... That's why I didn't sleep at all. It wasn't because I was replaying the thing, but like I had to get up at four. Yeah. And it was like midnight. And then I was like, I'll sleep for four hours. And then at two, I was like, after failing, I was like, I'm just going to get up. Mm. And uh, that's why I'm still a little bit loopy. <laughs> well, I really think that you you handled that situation so perfectly and it's so hard to do. And I feel like it's just such an example of all of the work that you've done around it. Like you, I mean, you just to give a play, a quick play by play of it, you were triggered like your most squishiest, oh, you know, openest <laughs> um, wound mm. got poked at. Mm. And then you were present with that pain you felt it in your body you stayed present and clear enough to communicate your feelings in a loving and gentle way you had compassion enough for her to say let's restart can i sorry i'm not trying to give myself more credit but it, i didn't say like you called to make me sad and it wasn't that I no said, you called to make me sad and it was it was gentle yep and I, it, you allowed her I think to that see. mattered because if i had incited it yeah. you know You're just, you did the hard thing of, it's like that quote that I've said here before, and I wish I could remember who said it, but it was, um, boundaries are the distance, the, what is it? Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me at the same time. I mean, Valerie, you're the queen (laughs) because that like this whole time, and you really helped me see this as we're talking about this. And I know people, I feel like people will be able to relate. I'm like. Look, I did have meetings and I did want to see my family, but couldn't I have, couldn't I have gone? Mm. Like, just go. Mm. And I'm like, I really want, needed to go home. Like I had already been gone for three days. Yeah. And I was just like, this is, this isn't, like I said, this isn't a vacation. But as we're talking about it, we call it like the Boston voice. It's like, you gotta go home. You gotta go home. We with your mother. Well, it was. And I'm like, but wait. You, you've taught me this, Val, and you just said it. Sorry to interrupt, but That's it's just me. like, when it comes to loving, mm-hmm. you are part of it. Mm-hmm. You're part of it. Mm-hmm. You are also worthy 
and need love, yeah. as strange as it sounds, from you. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. It's, I mean, the amount I was looking forward to coming home mm-hmm. and seeing Leela, and that did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Friday, we go to ice cream after school. Mm-hmm. It meant everything mm-hmm. to see her with the Easter hat she made with the big ears and to see her and pick her up. And the other kids, it's cool too. It's just like, this is, this is it. Yeah. This, is, this is what I'm protecting. This is me loving myself. I was uh-huh. like, don't you want that? And i like, yes, I want that. I need it. Yeah. And I just love it. Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me at the same time. That's right. And it's not and just it's, about... It's not just about you. That's the argument, or I mean, that's the um, distinction that I think, you know, this generation, our parents' generation, just hear boundaries and they're like, that's just you being selfish. Like, that's you not being loved. And maybe if they're not done correctly, that is what they're being used for. But... It's it's like, no, it's loving, but it's just loving to both of us. It's not losing myself in this equation. And you did such an excellent job at balancing the two in the conversation in real time. This is, and I'm not saying this to put myself down. I just, I really, I think it's important for people who, other people who struggle for this. I know all this stuff and I can say it on a podcast and I can say it to you and give you that advice. I can't do that yet. I can't in the real time say the thing that I know might You're getting better, hurt though. the person. I'm getting a little better. Your mom Thank is in you. town. I'm not, I'm, I'm, there's no big reveal here. Yeah. But I've watched you at lunch with your wonderful mom who's been helping us, Nana, who's mm-hmm. been helping us with Lee, which, has been, which is why we're doing this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Why we're able to is because she's in there with Leela right now. Yeah. And... In the beautiful way. If someone has spinach in their teeth, fucking tell them. Mm -hmm. And if some, and like, I see you doing what I do too, Mm -hmm. which is using humor sometimes to say, I think you're onto something. (laughs) Like that might actually be the joke. I I think you're onto something with that one. And I'm like, you and I are so finely tuned to one another Mm. uh, that I always know when you're doing that. Like if I'm sort of saying something that's like, am I the asshole? And you're like, well, you know, I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, I'm the asshole. Mm-hmm. And I have enough of a, let's hope it's healthy, but interest in myself that I'm like, even bad intel coming from you is good. It gets me excited to go like, oh, shit, I, I was wrong. Okay, let's look at this. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that might be too uh, aggrandizing. But anyway, I'm watching you and your mom, too, is is developing this. Yeah. It's really interesting to see her spending time with us. And watching, I'm not saying it's us. I'm just saying I'm getting to see her Mm. do the same sort of stuff you're doing, which is like, which is exactly what I love about comedians. Uh, It's like you're learning to say the thing. Mm -hmm. I I was hanging out with a a group of people that that were a little bit more churchy than I am and having these great excursions together. And I just noticed that no one, every, I said to them, I was like, we're really bad at talking shit as a group and we're really bad at saying the thing. Mm-hmm. Meaning there was just a lot of paint over rust. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not what we do. Yeah. And I'm proud. Of, I don't know where I learned that, but I think it's from being a comedian. It's like, no, you talk about the rust and you joke about the rust and you show other people you rust and you ask them to show you their rust. Mm-hmm. And it is the rust. The rust is the most interesting part of the boat. Mm-hmm. Talk about the rust. Mm-hmm. Other wa- or it's going to become a hole and you're going to sink yeah. to continue the metaphor. And I'm watching you do that. And it's been really cool. Thank you, baby, for saying that. 
Well, two things. I was actually saying this to my mom uh, about her parent uh, that she, you know, has a complicated relationship with because they all, we all do. Um, but I was like, I really feel like, and again, this is a generational difference. I feel like, especially on the East coast, this is, I could hear your parents' generation just being like, that's just not true. But oh yeah, I really believe I'm like your first, this goes back to the boundaries. But I said, in this relationship, you are the child and your first responsibility is to your child self. So you you can take care of this parent or you can be loving to them if it doesn't directly contradict or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Counter. Uh, if, it, if it doesn't directly negatively affect your child self because mm -hmm. the first responsibility I said is to little Bethy and like if she if reaching out in this way is going to to wound that child self then you can't yeah. reach it's just not there yeah. and then the other thing I wanted to say is we did I didn't even tell you this but we did have a really lovely conversation where she was kind of you know, just apologizing for certain things that she wishes that she had done differently. And I really, childhood. Yeah. What? And I really felt the urge to do the child thing and be like, no, 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 you didn't do that bad. You were did, you know, yeah. like you were, you were right. You were make excuses for her, yeah. which by the way, just a side note, my wonderful therapist, Jer uh, Jennifer Murdaka, who definitely gets a call out every episode, basically, um, has said, use that as an example in parenting where she's like, you know, you're going to make mistakes as a parent and you just apologize. And she goes, and the kid will most likely say, no, 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 you don't have to apologize because they really need you. They don't want you to fall apart. They don't want you to fall apart. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to show them I can be wrong and I'm still here. I and can be a, a beautiful statue of Wonder Woman and, and tell I, you I was wrong. And I can tell you that I was wrong and you can be imperfect and yeah. still be good. Like that's the both things can be true. Yeah. So she so she was like, you know, they'll, they'll say like, no, 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 you don't you don't have to be wrong. And you kind of have to insist. No, no, I was wrong. I well, that was exactly that was you saying, did you call to make me feel sad and guilty? That's. That was you saying that. Oh, that was my when version you, of it. Yes, when you yes. when you resist an urge to stop what needs to happen, yeah, and and demonstrate to her, this is okay. Yeah, it's I, I and I've said that to my parents never in fights, but I'm like, I love you. You don't have to be perfect, and you don't have to yeah. be like this impervious thing. It, but never, it's never really gotten anything other than the satisfaction of me saying, saying that. It. But I really did in that moment feel spacious enough and have done enough work around it that I was like, like it is a yes and. Like, yes, maybe you could have done those things better. And I also know that you couldn't. Otherwise, you would have. Yes. And I appreciate but, that but, you oh, wish that you could have. This is Richard Roy. It's transcend and include. Yeah. So you transcend it and go like, I under, you can be above it and look at it from a distance, but you can also include it and be like, yeah, that's that's true. That happened. Yeah. We can do both. It's like you said, he says that. It's a yes and. Yeah. And so what I ended up saying to her, which was the truest thing in my heart in that moment was, 
I said, you were the exact mother I was meant to have. Yeah. Like if, if I had a different mother, the trajectory of my whole existence would be different. And this is clearly what I was meant to do because, and I didn't say this, but like, I believe that because it's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. this is reality. This is what happened. And then I did say like, and also don't let the things you wish you had done different make you forget all the things that you did wonderfully. Yes. That helped me. Well, we were watching, your mom is watching Ted Lassen, as she calls it. <laughs> Ted Lassen's. And um, <laughs> there's a great line where it's like, I try to love my parents for who they are and forgive them for who they're not. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, I, I mean, I guess I have to hear that a million times. Yeah. And that's why I'm always happy to talk about these things. Yeah, I love that. We are going to get to Weird Al. I did want, oh, oh, you did make me think one more thing. Yeah. I do tend to get really upset when things don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm. Like if a clock doesn't tell time or it's always my example. Or if like, I don't know, if a, if the internet goes down, like, like I just mm -hmm. tend to like get pretty frustrated. I want the thing that does one thing to do that one thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I, I was thinking we could play the guess who's coming to dinner thing. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we Have did. We? we did. I think we might have. Well, you can see it on YouTube, but it's just all it, like talking about like there's there is that wounded voice that's like, like just just. Ah, uh, we've talked about this another time. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it here. Well, only because this is the time we we don't yeah. have a lot of time. We yep. have to go. And I, I, it's actually not even how I'm feeling right now. Just mm. as this podcast so often is, and that's why I was so excited to have this sort of date with you. Mm. Um, I, I don't feel that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I want to watch the Sydney Poitier mm -hmm. uh, talking about it, talking to his dad scene. Yeah, and it really resonates, and it's really From articulating. Guess who's coming to dinner? Yes. Yeah articulating something I'm feeling but having discussed it now I realized there was a another quirk almost like an aura like meaning outside of me mm. around me I don't mean that literally I'm just saying that is how it feels mm -hmm. and having this conversation now untwisted the whole thing mm. and I just feel now I look like the St. Louis Arch I just feel completely and it's wonderful. It's such a gift to be able to talk with you. Yeah. And with you guys. Yeah. Here's the Weird Al thing real fast. So great. I, I almost, well, yeah. No, go ahead. Play it. I, that's what I was thinking, but I don't know. Maybe that's too private. Yeah. It's his intellectual it's property. His thing. Yeah, we can't. But uh, Weird Al, who is just an angel, yeah. weird angel. He's, a, he's <laughs> an angel of a man mm -hmm. and just a sweetheart. And obviously one of my heroes in comedy and in general, mm -hmm. um, almost like Mr. Rogers level, like the way people talk about Weird Al mm -hmm. in this town, in, in this world. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's so great, Weird Al did this podcast many years ago. Uh, he was wonderful. Um, since then, Weird Al was one of the people that wrote me one of the emails that I was hoping to get from my book. Like the email oh. that's like, I understand what you're saying. Mm. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I also feel how you feel about what you're saying about the soul mm. and about oneness and loving awareness. Mm. And I was like, weird. I call him yeah. weird. So he's written me beautiful emails. And one of the things he's figured out, just like we were talking about at the beginning with Mike Kaplan, is that 
little little gestures yeah is sort of like it's almost like reality is made of little gestures mm-hmm. remember you and i got really mad that there was this guy i know he's like a manager who was like you don't have to see your kids they don't remember that they just remember vacations and i'm Ugh. like fuck you Ugh. fuck you yeah they in fact no no I, I remember the breakfast table. It's actually the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, they, they remember vacations. the everydays. Yeah. Oh, you were happy on a beach? Fuck you. Yeah. See how mad I get about it? Yeah, I'm mad about it. Yeah, it's very upsetting. But anyway, uh, it's the little gestures. Mm-hmm. And he sent me an email. He always emails on my birthday. So that's like, this is a mensch. Yeah. It, it, like in the modern day, it doesn't take much. You put it in the calendar. Yeah. Right? And you say, happy birthday. Um, I was joking with Jed. I was like, the longer I go in show business now, like when something premieres, I'll get like seven texts and they're all people that work with me. Yeah. And when the Pete Holmes show, my first break, I remember getting like 150 texts and it's Mm. like, you get more and more isolated. So little things mean more and more as you go, like happy birthdays and weird Al without fail emails me. So I'm like, so he sends me something and, uh, it's a link. And he says, like, don't worry, this is a real email. This is to you, Pete. Mm -hmm. And I click on it. And he it's a personalized, meaning parts of the video are personalized. I have no idea how he did it. He's filmed, like, very professionally filmed. Like, on a set. Like, Uh, with cast. Like, dancers and And props. And a choir. And walls that fall away. And a piano. And it's amazing. I don't... Actually, if anybody knows, like, the... I don't know. I I I almost don't want to spoil it. But it's like, he's singing... It's your birthday, and then, you know, then it cuts to an insert, and he's like, "Pete, I'm talking to you, not not yeah. choppy, like yeah, he does it's beautifully sing." Beautifully done. Like, I'm talking about my friend Pete, like something like that, <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we're so used this? to like, oh, he made a birthday video for everybody, but then it says Pete. Yeah, and it's really well done. And at one point, it says you're 43. And I'm pretty sure, like. I don't, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. And it's there's like balloons the that say Pete. And balloons that say 43. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're, the whole time you're watching it, like, how did he make it? And you're just so touched. It's so lovely. It was like a highlight of my, and I, we were yeah. in quarantine. We had yeah. COVID. And for one moment we were watching a video from Weird Al. And of course that's special. That's novel. It's Weird Al. He's a legend. But like, we all have the ability to do these little things. Yeah. Like Judd, like, the difference between pizza and a pizza party is someone saying, mm, this is a party. We're celebrating you. <laughs> and we Exactly. And we all have that potential, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I've had things like this not work with Lee, and I've had like things like this work with Lee, mm. where it's like, let's have a magic day. Mm. Let's not watch screens or anything. We're going to go to the park, and we're going to crouch down and look at the ants, and we're going to touch the tree bark, and we're going to pick up a leaf, and we're going to be present. And sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes she's just completely uh, too wild feeling or whatever it might be. But sometimes you can name the holiness, meaning the wholeness of a moment of a situation and sometimes all it takes like calling this podcast a date is a spell you're right I, yeah. you know, it's a spell and it works yeah and to say this is our time works mm-hmm. that's why this podcast is so special to me it's like this is our time we make the frequency and like and we make it weird <laughs> and we and we crashed we watched that show and we're like that's not us right when they're like oh my god i just want to hey. manifest 
Uh, will like, you guys that... will you guys honestly tell us if that's us watch that show <laughs> and please we need to know because it's it's so it's can't be us. cringy but it's also a little close to the bone and i'm like oh my well, god look, is that what i sound if like we were taking the success of this show whatever that may be and then going like we're going to turn this into a school yeah and i'm like just manifest whatever you we actually are not very pro manifesting here so i think we we do set goals yeah well we set goals but we're not like (laughs) i can make any reality happen and And you don't look you never uh, look at me and just go like you are an an unstoppable supernova (laughs) you're a supernova i'm gonna i'm gonna say even if someone says that is you i'm gonna be like no and we're here no, hereby declaring a we're, conscious effort to not be, I'm going to say, too goop. No, yeah, don't be too goop. Don't be too goop. Don't but be too also, goop. be just the right amount of goop. I mean, nothing against goop, but just like be, you know, salty yeah, too. Yeah, light a candle, smell a veg. It's all good. <laughs> um, smell a veg. They have veg scented candles. They have veg scented candles? You weren't, where were you? Where was that? On what? goop. I mean, what, like, how do you know about it? Well, I have five of them. <laughs> What? I'm pretty sure Goop has vagina scented candles. What? I can't believe this. I'm shocked right now. Vagina. Egg. Vagina candle. But is it, are you sure it's not just shaped? No. Goop. uh, This this, smells like Gwyneth's vagina. No, that's somebody, somebody (laughs) added that. This smells like my vagina candle. There it is. What? With a funny, it's supposed to be funny. Like Okay, it is supposed to be That's sort of funny. like when people made fun of Bobcat Goldthwait's voice. It's like it was already a joke. Okay. Uh, with a funny meaning this was every late night, every everybody talked about the vagina scented candle made by Oh, okay. Parfum. I'm going to argue that I think what this is is it doesn't smell like a vagina. It smells like like it says geranium citrusy Bergamot, 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 cedar, absolutes, juxtaposed with damask, rose, and ambrette seeds, put us in mind a fantasy seduction and a sophisticated warmth. Yeah, so it's like, it smells fantastic, and the joke is to be like, yeah, that's what my vagina smells like. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Which is really funny, and I I think you might do better with just that, like, okay. Okay, this is... This is a lot. This is a lot. Let's just, let's just... So be the right amount of goop. Be the right amount of goop. Um, be like Weird Al. And be like Weird Al. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Speak your truth with kindness. Boundaries are the distance at which you can love someone else and yourself at the same time. Be just the right amount of goop. <laughs> be just the right amount of goop. Always remember that you can start something over. Yeah. If it's going the wrong way, have compassion. And try to be outside of your pain body. It's okay mm-hmm. to have a pain body. It's okay to feel it being activated. Don't push me on a plane. That's a pain body. That's yeah. okay. But the thing that's so beautiful and noble about being a human being is you have that witnessing intellect, that presence beside what's happening that can go hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean never expressing your feelings or never saying, hey, don't push me. It mm-hmm. just means like, let's, let's remember... Uh, lo- love to as silly as that sounds. Love. Yeah. By the way, can I just say that this is when we talk about God being love, and I, I would say God is what's looking at your eyes right now. God is awareness. Like we don't mean. I can't say this enough. I can't think this enough. It's not just romantic good feelings. Yeah. Look at reality. Look at the 
if you think about consciousness like Rupert Spira does as a screen, a screen will show any movie, mm. any movie. Mm. It will hold anything. Yeah. That's the yes. That's the infinite yes. Yeah. Meaning your worst moment, your best moment, the screen was always there, mm. not only allowing or supporting, but actually giving giving sustenance, giving reality mm. to all things. Mm. That is, the word yes isn't even big enough for that love. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. It is loving, supporting, and giving reality to all things. Yeah. Ugly things and beautiful things. That is a beyond human understanding level of love and it'll take your breath away. Mm. It's if you sit and think about it, mm-hmm. light isn't even a right enough metaphor, yeah. but it, it, it comes to mind. It's this of light. That's just like, yes, to yeah. fucking everything. Take your hand and move it through reality and see how mm. reality is saying yes. Yeah. Yes. To even your sadness. That this is love. Mm-hmm. That is that holds it all. It holds it all. Yeah. Love is not God thinking or measuring or counting. Yeah. There's a great chapter in just this by Richard Rohr that says God doesn't know anything about addition or subtraction. Mm-hmm. Doesn't understand uh, ticks and tats and and scorecards. Mm-hmm. It's just this inconceivable. It's so loving. It actually might bother you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you want. You want, what do you want? You want that, yeah. that guy who pushed you on a plane. You want him to fall down the stairs. Or you, why did it allow that? Why did you mm-hmm. allow that? Because it's, ah, it's, it's, it's yeah. only sounds. All I can say is sounds. <laughs> it's so cool. And I understand there's, there's the problem of pain and there's suffering and all these things. But if you can put that aside and just look at this moment, this moment, instead mm-hmm. of, it's too overwhelming to go like, but everything, mm-hmm. just, just look at the yes that you are in right now. Yeah. Don't conceptualize that. Don't put all of history into it. Mm-hmm. Just this moment, just this moment. And then when moment. pain does arise, apply that loving awareness to that pain yeah. one by one, you know, like the pain doesn't negate it at all. It's actually, it makes it bigger. It's big being held it. by the same love. Yeah. And exactly. as Richie says, it's, it's God suffering with us, through us, and somehow as us, mm. that God is not a spectator to our suffering. God is in and is mm. the sustenance and the substance of us and our suffering. Mm. So couldn't be more intimately intertwined with you, yeah. even when just as I was a couple weeks ago on this podcast, just not feeling it. Yeah. And was, was, was this all allowing, sustaining, light, love mm-hmm. not there then? Absolutely not. That's what, I mean, if there's, a, if there's a mission statement to this podcast for me, it's trying to get into the place where we are aware of what's always and already happening, mm-hmm. which is absolute acceptance, absolute love, absolute presence of, 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 we'll say, the divine or being that's always and can't go anywhere but you can become more or less aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, these conversations and these moments are just trying to raise our, our brains are limited. Consciousness chooses to limit itself in our minds. It's part of the dance. It's part of the game. But we can adjust and kind of wake up a little bit. Mm, beautiful. Keep it crispy. <laughs> so crispy. My eyes, man, you make you want to get me. Keep so crispy. I'm so 